we thank and praise God for the teaching this morning. Amen. I just want to bring out a few points before we close out this morning. Amen. And she did a thorough job going through the scriptures. One thing that we got to remember is the requirement of God. We have free will choice. We have a choice to choose and make decisions in our life, but we have to remember as the people of God that God requires us to commit. There's, there's no in-between there. Uh, he requires us to make a decision and make it serious. You know, one thing we have to remember is that we've got to be serious and on purpose with God uh, because he's very deliberate in what he does. Um, he's very serious about his kingdom. He's very serious about his word. Oh, he's to the utmost seriousness about his word. And, and so I think a lot of times we get a little lax and, you know, we get a little lackadaisical, you know, when it concerns what God requires, you know, what God has stated in his word that we must keep it. There is no in between. There is no other option. Huh? Come on, somebody. And, and so God is going to hold his people's feet to the fire. Oh, because we chose to disobey what he said. Oh, he's going to hold us to the fire because uh, there's been too much word that's gone forth. We didn't have too many Sunday schools, too many Bible studies. We didn't heard sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon, and we done read the scriptures, and, you know, we done had all this prayer and fasting time, and we studied getting worse. But God is going to hold his people's feet to the fire. Uh, uh, because there is a standard that God has laid forth from the very beginning of the book. And one thing that we got to remember about God is God will not tolerate idolatry. Huh? That's, that's the essence of these scriptures that we're reading today is that God has a very intolerant attitude when it comes to idolatry. He said it in the book of Deuteronomy. You shall love the Lord thy God huh, with all. Uh, we want to give him part of the heart. But he said, I want it all. All your heart, all your soul, and what? All your might. So that means everything that we got, God wants it. And he deserves it. <laughs> oh, my God. The little bit that I give and the little bit that we use to give. That ain't enough because God requires so much more. Oh, my God. And I just wanted to read something to you in the book of Deuteronomy. And I, I know uh, Minister Karina read in the book of Exodus, but it was something that really got in my spirit through the week of, in the book of Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. You can turn there with me as I'm going to read some scriptures. And I want you to pay attention to the language here. That God, how he dealt with Moses. Uh, because beginning at the book of uh, Deuteronomy 28 and on further, it talks about the blessing and it talks about the curse. And see, we love to talk about the blessing. But we don't want to dwell where God said, if you don't do what I tell you to do, you shall be the cursed. 
Oh, my God. So we got to look at it from both sides. We can't just look at it from a narrow view and say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored on one side. But did you do the requirements of God to reap the blessings of God? Oh, my God. So that's right, Elder. Deuteronomy 30. And I'm going to read quickly. And you got to keep up with me. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing, underline that, and the curse, because God wants you to know, huh, the stipulations of both of them. See, we just want to know the stipulations of the one, but we don't want to consider the flip of it. He said the blessing and the curse. Which I have set before you. See, God said, I set both of them before you. But you got to be the one to do the choose. And thou shalt call them the mine among all the nations. Whether the Lord thy God hath driven thee and shall return unto the Lord thy God, shall what obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children, with all thy what? Heart and with all thy soul. So there's a heart issue here of why we not choosing to do what the Lord say do. It's not in your heart. It's not in your heart to praise him. You ain't going to praise him. If it ain't in your heart to worship, you ain't going to worship. If it ain't in your heart to give, you're going to be stingy. If it's in your heart to be rebellious, you're going to be rebellious. You're going to be stiff-necked because that's what's in your heart. It's a heart issue, saints. If it ain't in your heart to do that which is right in the eyesight of God, uh, you're going to be walking left leg and slew foot. It's got to be in your heart. Woo! My God. And thou shalt return unto the Lord. That means you repent. Thy God and shall obey his voice according to all thy commanded thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thy heart and with all thy soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God has scattered thee. Oh, see, see, God can scatter your life. <laughs> like nobody else can scatter your life. Uh, uh, you be trying to spin your wheels and trying to get it together and just can't seem to get it together because you refuse to obey the commandments of God. Woo. If any of thine be driven out of the utmost parts of heaven from thence, will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed. Thou shalt possess it. He will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. Huh? That's talking to the natural um, nation of Israel. And he will do exactly what he said. Huh? They may be scattered right now. But the nation of Israel will come together. Huh? And God is working in the background right now doing that very thing. Oh, everything that he spoke in his word, that he will gather his people, they will possess the land, it's going to happen exactly the way God said. Come hell or high water. All the nations are turned against them and they still will possess the land. 
Oh, my God. And then it says, the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart. See, we're coming back to the heart again. And the heart of your seed. See, it goes deeper than just you. It involves your family. It involves the legacy that you are leaving behind you. Huh? Come on here. Because the up and coming generation got to see how we serve the Lord. Doing that which is right. Walking upright. Walking in the ways of God. Living a lifestyle of holiness and sanctification. If you don't show them, how are they supposed to know? My God, you see, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul that you may live. Uh, see, this is a life and a death situation here. Uh, see, we, we, we take it too lightly. Uh, yeah, you choose, uh, but you better choose life. <laughs> you better choose the right way. You better choose holiness. Woo, my God. Uh, oh, that you may live. And the Lord thy God put all these curses upon the enemies and on them that hate thee, which persecuted thee. See, if you woke up right with God and you do it the right way, huh? God will put a curse on your enemies. Huh? He'll smite them down before your face. Huh? You won't have to have a 40 day and 40 night fast. Just do what's right in our sight of God. Live for him and cleave to him and love the Lord God and obey his commandments and he will smite them off before your face. Yes.
of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments, his statutes, which are written in this book of the law. And if you turn unto the Lord thy God with what? Here it goes again. Why does God keep reiterating that? Because it's a hard issue. God's desires for his people's heart to yearn for him, to cleave to him, to love him. It's a hard issue. That's why people can't be dedicated. Huh? That's why people can just come and go as they please, ha have no uh, accountability because they are hard. Huh? It's not in it. Huh? That we can sit in church and we act like, you know, it's just a routine and we're not putting anything in it. Huh? And then we wonder why we're not receiving nothing. Your heart's got to be in it. My God, it's a heart issue. But why we can't lift our hands without somebody telling us to say thank you, Jesus, and hallelujah, and telling you to praise God. You should have had a praise when you came in the door. Your heart is not in it. Why we got to sing five and six songs for you to stand up on your feet and show God some adoration and some praise and some thanksgiving? Why is it? Because our hearts, huh? It's just not in it, Elder. Why we are so dry? Why are we so empty? It's because our hearts are getting farther and farther away from God. There's a cold spirit, I guess, you know, unless you had noticed. But it's a cold spirit, not just in the world, but it's the crept in the church. Where church folks are getting colder as ice. You hear me? Just like them old ice trays we used to fill with water before we got fancy with the automatic ice makers. They get just as cold as ice. You about take a combustion fire to light your fire. Why does it take so much? Huh? Back in the early church, I remember, it didn't take much at all. Because folks was ready to praise them on the parking lot. They was ready. They had their arsenal ready. They had their Bible in their hand. They had their tambourine. And they were just ready and anticipating the move of God. And by the time they got through the front door, the usher could barely lead them to the chair. And they were just sliding and scooting. And they were just ready to praise him. Because they had a praise waiting for the king. Nobody had to start a fire. They came fire ready. But now you notice everybody got to be stirred up now. Huh? The fire in you is your responsibility to keep it burning. You got to stir up the gift. Huh? We waiting on Sister Coco to stir up the fire in you. You should have had a praise as God had been good to you. He done kept you all week long. Kept his hands of protection around you. When all this stuff was going on, bullying. 
table. You got a roof over your head. You got jobs. You got benefits. You got checks rolling in. And you mean to tell me you couldn't come in with a praise? Your heart ain't in it. God just kept saying that over and over again. Heart. <laughs> With all your heart and all your soul. If any, let me get down to where I was at. I'm going to drop down to 14. We still in Deuteronomy 30. But the word is very nigh to thee. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. So the word can't just be you speaking it. Huh? It's got to be in your heart, saints. <laughs> Those scriptures got to come to life. That thou mayest do them. Hmm? Because faith without works is what? See that I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil, and that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways. You see how repetitive God is here, because he wants it to soak in. He wants us to get it. Huh. Keep his commandments, his statutes, judgment, that thou mayest live, multiply, the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it, but if thine heart turn away, So that you won't hear. Sometimes we present, but we don't hear. There's a lot of people present, minister, but they don't hear. We got to come past just being present, but we got to hear what God is telling us. A lot of times we miss God because we won't hear. Huh? Right. Our hearts are not listening. Hmm? But shall be drawn away and worship other gods. Here we go. And serve them. Because if God don't have your heart, somebody else will. Somebody do. You may be fooling folk. You ain't fooling God. None. Somebody got your heart. Or something. Because, see, that was a problem with the nation of Israel, too. Huh? They wanted God in the things, huh, that he didn't desire for them to have. Ooh! Oh, now that's a little touchy right there. Oh, my God. He don't mind us having things, huh, but the things shouldn't have us. So <laughs> we go worshiping the things. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. They wanted all the gold and the silver and the earrings and all that stuff of the Egyptians. Ooh, but it came with a cost. Ooh, be careful what you ask for. Ooh, my God. If you turn your heart away. Verse 18, I denounce unto you this day. 
which you shall surely what? Perish. You won't die. That you shall not prolong your days upon the land. Whither thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven. Now this is tight here. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That's some tough stuff. <laughs> and God said I'll call heaven and earth to record against you. Because you chose not to serve me with your whole heart. You chose to follow after another God. And I told y'all, God will not tolerate idolatry in any form, in any shape, or any fashion. That's the crux of the matter here. That you won't put no other God before me. He says, I am the true and the living God. And beside me, there is no other. It's recorded. God is recording some stuff. I think we forget sometimes. Huh? Just because people don't see don't mean God don't see. He see it all. <laughs> and he's recording. My God, all that little stuff we doing in the background, and huh? All the stuff we done said, all the stuff that was in our heart, and oh, come on here, God is making a record. Woo! Sure enough, I said before you, life and death, blessing and. Therefore, choose what? That you and your seed may live. See, it goes further than you. It goes further than you. God will touch the third, the fourth, the fifth generation of them that hate me. Not only will he curse your life, but he'll curse your grandkids, your great-grandkids, your great-great-great-great-grandkids. Huh? And can't nobody reverse it. Ooh. It's tight, Elder. So you better choose life. Huh? <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo. Huh? We, we got to watch some choices, Elder. Huh? We choosing to be rebellious. We choosing to be stiff-necked. Huh? We choosing to lie. E exactly. Uh, turning water into wine. Huh? Multiplying fish and five loaves of bread. Yeah, that was a manifestation, huh? Miracles. Well, you got to get past the miracles, and you got to obey what he's saying in his word. Huh? That's right. It's got to be lived. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that you obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him. You 
put some numbers by that. My Lord. Love the Lord. Obey his voice. Cleave unto him. For he is what? Your life. Ain't no other choice. When he's our life. Huh? How you going to choose anything different when Jesus is your life? This is your life. Oh, I got a life outside of here. Oh, you do? You double-minded? Huh? You straddling the fence now? You got something else out there that's better than this? That's what we tell God. Huh? What we got going on outside of here, I weigh this? No. This is your life. We ain't got nothing going on. It don't mount to a hill of beans. God said I demand first. Ain't no other. I demand service. Huh? You ain't going to put God second, third, and fourth, and fifth. Push him back while you push your agenda up here. Your agenda don't mean jack. We ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> Come on here. That the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. We want to reap the benefits, huh? But we don't want to do the work. This is a labor, saints. We got to do the work. Outside of all of our options and, oh, now we got so many options now, Elder. Huh? We, we done lined up so many gods. Huh? The gods of our children and, we, you know, spouses and our money and our jobs and our this and our that. We just line up the gods. Our favorite figures that we love in Hollywood and TV shows and all of the glamour and all of the glitz and all of the the stuff. The stuff. We got so much stuff now we don't know what to do with it. And the more we get, the worse we, are. we ain't no better off. Ain't no better off. Why? The hearts. <laughs> Come on. Now we got more priorities than God. It should show us the condition of the hearts of the people. God has never been the problem and never will be. The problem is us. The problem is me. The problem is you. And everybody that called themselves under the umbrella of salvation. A saint of God. The problem is us. Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell amongst the people of unclean lips. All of our lips are unclean. Oh, my God. Because our hearts are evil and they're desperately wicked. 
And the Bible said, who shall know it? Ooh, don't nobody know it like God do. God know it. He know it. He know your motives, why you do what you do, why you do it, how you do it. God see you afar off. He know what drive you. He knows what motivates you. He knows, oh my God, that you want your name told. You want the flowers in front of people. You want the applaudance of men. God knows the heart of his people. So choose life. Jesus said, I am the way. Huh? The truth and the life. Huh? It ain't no other option outside of Jesus. We telling people we got so many options. You ain't got no other option. Jesus is the only way. Huh? Now folks got three, four, five, six, seven ways. Jesus said, I'm the dog. You got to enter in by Jesus. Other than that, you are a thief and a robber. How you going around Jesus? And we supposedly got all of these other ways now of salvation. When the Bible talked about one way. Huh? What did Ephesians 4 and 5 say? One Lord, one faith. And one baptism. Ain't no other option. Ain't no other choice. Huh? It's one way to God. Baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, well, I'm going to leave it with you. Hope you got something out of the word of God. Thirty-second chapter Exodus. of Exodus, beginning at the thirtieth verse, it said, "And it came to pass on the morning that Moses said unto the people, uh -huh. yes. you have sinned oh, great. a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Preadventure, I shall make an atonement for your sins." And Moses turned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin, and I have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, wait, look what he finished saying now, and if not, blot me, I pray thee out of the book which thou hast written. But look what the Lord had to say to Moses. The Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever have sinned against me, him will I block out of my book. Therefore now go, lead the people unto this place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, my angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sins upon them. 
and the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. God ain't gonna ain't gonna get the preacher. He gonna get the people. That's right. That's right. Moses told God, "Block me out if you won't forgive him." Now, Moses, I'm gonna block them out. I'm gonna get them. I'm not gonna get you for them. I'm That's gonna right. Get them for them. them. Absolutely. Come on now. Absolutely. Watch the choices that you make. That's right. Thank you. Come a payday. Yes, sir. There is a payday. <laughs> Let me be the first to tell you, ain't nobody going to be able to pray it off. I don't care how much oil you slather up. You can foam and spit and roll around in the flow, and they can get sheets for you. But when God put it on you, baby, it's on you. It's on you. And you got to pay the piper. Jesus. Huh? Moses couldn't get that off of him. Huh? My God. We better take God most serious, saints. We better take his word and what he command us, huh? Most serious. Let's take up our Sunday school offering. Good point, Elder. Pastor, did you have anything you wanted to add this morning? Amen. Next Sunday school lesson is principle of stewardship. Elder, Elder Bean will be taking that one. 